Je prends le nom dans le tambour, je me lève, je Right, and then next thing you know, Springfield has a grand final. Yeah, Michael Voss Oval, how cool Perfect. is that? All right, welcome to the TED Shed. Normally, um, Glenn and I are joining you from the shed in Springfield, but this is our first OB yeah. outdoor broadcast, and we're coming to you from um, Brighton Homes Arena. What yeah. a venue. Yeah, absolutely fantastic for the area, and as we spoke about in our third show, I think it was, Jace, just how good it is that the AFL has brought this uh, stadium to Springfield. It's such a great thing for the community. And um, we've actually got a special guest with us that sort of made that all happen. Jake, how are you going? Very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, mate. So, well, Jake, yeah, tell us a bit about your role here at the club and, and obviously getting this fantastic venue up and running. I'm the General Manager of uh, Government Relations, Strategy and Infrastructure at the Brisbane Lions and uh, we've been working to get a stadium here for the AFL for a little over 11 years, actually. Um, originally it was uh, brought up in about 2011 and um, finally after six years of building and planning and approvals and design we've got this beautiful oval that you see behind it me. is pretty amazing isn't it oh it's fantastic mate it's got that real club feel to it as well like it's yeah. not like you've walked into the gabber and you go i'm looking at you know 15 to twenty thousand or forty thousand seats with no one in this has got a real sort of community club feel about it it has, and watching it come up over the last um, or months and months, I guess, we've been seeing the yes. ground cut and, and all the retaining through here and then you know, the iteration. And, and today's obviously um, the last open public training session before grand final this weekend. Um, so can you tell us a little bit, what goes into like just turning from dirt to what we see here today? Like, Is it years in the planning before you even <laughs> turn the soil? Jake's mind just rattled, you know, like, Yeah, like a three-minute summary of yeah, building a stadium. Go. <laughs> First thing I thought about was that I had black hair when this started and now I'm entirely grey. But um, look, it's... Lots of meetings um, and lots of collaboration. I think one of the this is one of the most challenging sites to design a new stadium that's been attempted anywhere in Australia. Probably since I think probably the Marvel Stadium um, was undertaken on Docklands, which had to be built above a rail line essentially. And yep. mm-hmm. what's complicated this compared with a lot of other projects that are done, like Metricon at Carrara and some of the other ones, is that this one's really at the heart of what will be for your listeners, as they know, like a quite an active um, part of the city heart mm-hmm. we've got a creek that we had to move um to be able to create the stadium site we've got arterial roads we've got a train station all on the doorstep that's what we wanted mm-hmm. but to actually fit a stadium in amongst all of that and to make sure that um it's open and, and designed well for the community use is really challenging and we had to engage a lot with state government agencies with council with um springfield city group the developer to make that happen yeah um as a club um the good thing about a lengthy project, I reckon, from our perspective, is that it's given us a lot of time to focus on the detail as well. So while we're waiting for certain approvals from state agencies or, you know, when we went through COVID, there were significant delay points in this process. Um, and what it's meant for the football club is we've been able to throw a lot more energy into refining and nuancing it. So for the Brisbane Lions fans that come down here, They'll see that our grandstand is a replica of the grandstand at Fitzroy's Brunswick Street Oval, the Kevin Murray stand. They'll see little details about the Brisbane Bears history and the Fitzroy history throughout our precinct. Um, they'll fantastic. see a lot of um, really cool things, like we've just switched on the lights and uh, the light towers light up in the girls' maroon colours. Um, so yeah. later yeah. this evening in training, it'll um, hopefully will cast a big maroon purple shadow over the um, the oval. It's... It's been a cool project to work on. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, we're loving to share it tonight with the community. Really it good. is a great turnout, right? It's a, yeah. fantastic to see the people of Springfield come out and support it. And, and I think that's a testament too. When ticket sales went on, or oh, well, the grand final tickets, like they sold out in record time, didn't they? They did. Less than five minutes and we wow. uh, exhausted the entire supply. Probably surprised quite a number of people, I think, around the country. We. Yeah. The Brisbane Lions have been engaging with the Springfield community now for years in this process, so we knew there was a lot of demand out here and that the locals would be super keen to come along. But, um, you know, when you talk to people in a state, they always talk about this part of the world being a real rugby league heartland, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, my perspective is that um, 
you know, the NRL overlooked this corridor a couple of years ago in, in seeking to go to uh, Redcliffe. Exactly um, my point We on it, mate. think that um, we're ready to embrace it. And yep. uh, we're, it's great to see so many young kids and families out here this afternoon enjoying it. Yeah, think, and you see that too. Like, if you talk about AFL development, we've obviously got, um, you know, the, the sports fields at Springfield up around near the schools and that. Um, you know, my son plays, he plays down at Sherwood. Um, but there's such a, such an AFL community here and like those fields you go up there and there's people playing kick to kick on a weekend and um, clubs running out of there there's obviously a Springfield team out of there um, I think even before the Lions came here there was that community I think it's just emboldened it now right that all of those people feel like you know AFL has, has come to our region yeah I think it's a real um, sometimes people the old tropes that you know regional Queensland and this part of Queensland specifically aren't, aren't particularly strong for footy, it's just not the case. Like, yeah. uh, you look at Emma Zilke who's come from Bundaberg, you've got Zimmy Farquharson out of Dolby, and in this yeah. part of the world specifically we've got All-Australian Kate Luckins, we've got yeah. Dakota Davidson out of Ipswich, yeah. and then just over the border in Logan there we've got, you know, Jesse uh, who's won our um, league goal-kicking award this year, Jesse yeah. Wardlaw. So, Tremendous athletes, all of them, and all of them coming from what you would otherwise term as traditional rugby league territory, but yeah. fundamentally now um, it's neck and neck at the grassroots. We've got about 58,000 AFL players registered in club footy. That's I think great. rugby league's got about 60,000, so yeah. you know, in the next year or two, we expect to overtake them. We'll we'll overtake them. Oh, I believe that... Bree's from uh, Magnetic Island as well up at Townsville. Bree, our, our captain. Yeah, right. Um, she's actually from Magnetic Island, and she'd have to get a ferry across to Townsville. Um, to play footy. To get on the mainland. And then, and then made her way down to Brisbane to play footy because she was out playing everyone up there. And before you know it, she's in the AFL. So, yeah. And again, that's North Queensland. Like, that's rugby league territory, mate. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, I grew up in, I grew up, I grew <laughs> I up in, Jake, Vic- I love it. I grew up in Victoria, and as we were discussing Here before, girls you know, oh, yeah, the girls are coming out on the field now. They've got the, uh, they got some young kids out there cheering them on, and uh, that's fantastic. Breed's leading them there. How good is it? Yeah, we've actually the Ted Shed's got some atmosphere for a change. It's usually <laughs> two blokes in a shed chatting, and, and here we are with a, a, a little bit of atmosphere as the girls are um, running onto the training session. Yeah. yeah, what a fairy tale too to um, to have the grand final as your first game. Like, does it? Could, did you ever imagine that laying in bed going, "Holy crap, this actually well, might for happen"? For me, it's probably a bit of like a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> I was going to say, a... did, did it put pressure on you? Like, because a you lot know, of pressure. It was, <laughs> he's now great. Like, when was the stadium? When like when was the first game going to be here? Like, you're talking next year. We were year? aiming probably for the end of February, start of March, for yeah. have a men's preseason um, match here yeah. against think, Collingwood. Um, maybe you reckon? Yeah. I think it's better <laughs> um, like The AFL, in, um, in their wisdom, brought the AFL women's season forward five yep. months, so we've got two of them in 2022 for the first time. Um, yeah. We'd always been intending to get the oval ready to train on for this time of the year. The men's um, season returns um, next Monday, and mm-hmm. generally the AFLW season return would be around now as well. It's caused us a lot of um, <laughs> fast tracking. Uh, getting the oval ready is one thing, but there's a lot of other commissioning to this stadium, everything from the broadcast and IT infrastructure mm. to making sure that the bars and the other um, supporting infrastructure are operational. We've got liquor licences, we've got uh, approvals to get run extra trains and all these sort of things, Staffing which we had to players. fast track. And so, mm-hmm. so they are putting on extra trains? Absolutely. Can I just get you coming into that mic a little bit more? Absolutely. Have you we've... seen the road coming into this joint? Oh, I have. And, I, and that, that was always been one of our concerns. I mean, we've been pretty vocal about the infrastructure here. I mean, obviously, Council's working on the duplication of that, but we're going to see a little while before the traffic congestion. I think it's great that the back road here will open soon, which will alleviate some of that. Um, so I guess the best advice of anyone who's wanting to come in here is, is going to be use the public transport, right, because and, and, you've got a train that's going to drop you off at the gate. Um, what was just interesting when you said about the extra trains is I went to Guns N' Roses at Suncorp Stadium the other night, right, and when we were all piled out of that stadium, trains were just on the normal after-hours scheduling, right? So you basically had to wait 30 minutes between Springfield trains. So if you got there and the one had just left, it's like 28-minute wait. So that's fantastic news that you've actually got extra services on for the grand final. Yeah, they're going to be running every eight minutes or nine minutes oh, I think wow. it is so oh, we'll fantastic. theoretically be able to move the whole um, attendance of the stadium within an hour's time before yep. a post game I think the different thing with an AFL grand final is or AFLW grand final will have pre-match entertainment Delta Goodrum's playing we've got oh, post-match really? celebrations wow. as well so 
uh, you don't need to move everybody out in the first sort of 10 to 15 minutes of yeah. post game. Yeah. But um, yeah. we hope people stay around and celebrate. Well, once the Lions win, win, mate, I think yeah. all those Melbourne supporters <laughs> will be gone. So, you know, you slowly shut off from there. I might even right? buy a hat if they flight back to Melbourne, they might be all on. But, um, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> we hope. But the long and short of it is um, we've worked really closely with um, the main roads guys. Police will be helping to yeah. smooth the traffic around the stadium. We'll have the extra... Um, the train's running. Orion and uh, Ipswich City Council are going to um, activate the Rebel Park mo- Parkland. So yep. we'll have mm-hmm. live site over there with some more entertainment oh, and the like. Fantastic. So hopefully it's a real celebration for the whole Springfield community oh, yeah. and the broader Ipswich region. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, we're, we're so excited to be out here. It's great to be able to invite you in and partake of it. Yeah, mate, it's fantastic mate. to come along. Can yeah. I just ask a question, though? Like, obviously, everyone gets to see the field, right, and all the photos and everything. What, tell us a bit about these buildings behind us and, and what's actually in there, right? Because the Lions have moved out here, so it's well, basically your corporate office, but it's also your men's and your ladies' training facility? Is it is, it? yeah. It's probably the most high-end sporting training facility, in, uh, certainly in Queensland, possibly in Australia at the moment. Uh, so we've got everything from a, a high-performance indoor training field and a you know, very large um, weights and cardio gym to cutting-edge you know, doctors and physiotherapy rooms. We've got locker rooms for the teams. We've got tech, um, sort of like technology recovery rooms. We've got wet recoveries, aquatic active um, plunge pools and endless river facilities. On site in the next couple of months as well is another building um, on site, which will be our Total Fusion Lines public gym. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll include a lot of uh, high-performance facilities that our players will access as well. So things yeah, like yeah. float tanks, infrared saunas, cryotherapy, reformer Pilates studios, hot yoga, uh, functional strength, spin rooms. There's nothing like this set up anywhere in Australia. Um, there'll be one or two potentially in the rest of the world at the moment. So we think this is a a real, um, in the lead up to the Olympics, it's exciting to have mm. a, an athletic facility of this quality in this part of the world. Absolutely. It is amazing. Down yeah. to the nuts and bolts of it, what did it all cost? <laughs> 80, 82 million. Um, 82 million. Yeah, so. Wow. And what, what percentage of makeup comes from the government? What comes from the council in the local area here? Do you know those figures? Absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. So um, the city council has been very generous. We've got 20.6 million. Um, from Ipswich City Council, which yeah. was to go towards bulk earthworks and uh, basically what they would have spent building a park here anyway. So mm-hmm. if this stadium hadn't have been sited here, it would have been just probably a, a local community oval for the yeah. same cost, but yeah. you just wouldn't have had all the extra buildings around it. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we've got $18 million in from the Queensland Government, 15 from the Federal Government. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, $8 million in from the AFL, and the yeah. balance has come from Brisbane Lions donors and um, other supporters. So, That's fantastic. Um, we are very, very thankful for the generous contributions of government. What we've been able to do uh, here, better than probably any facility that's been designed developed so far across Australia is uh, more than 50% of it's open to the public from 5am till 10pm at night. So whether that's that high-end gym facilities we're talking about, function rooms, an auditorium that you're standing uh, in front of, um, the meeting rooms that we've got here, we've got um, Multicultural Australia, our community partners will be running a host of um, community um, wellbeing and social inclusion um, programs out of here. So things like migrant refugee settlement, um, youth Hub, all that sort of stuff. That's fantastic. So we want to give back to the community and, awesome. um, and awesome. it's a real partnership between all of us. That's what and the we, AFL we, does well. It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah do we, we were just so saying, because well. we, we talked on our um, our show a couple of weeks ago, we said, look, you know, well, our, our opinion is when something happens here, and the, the grand final wasn't announced at the time, yeah. right? but we said, look, you know, it, I think the community's going to embrace it, but the, the trick is, is and that first event's critical as well, right? Um, you know, because people you know have those first experiences, and if it's not great, you're very hard to get them back in, right? Um, and I think what I was pleasantly surprised that we were saying one of the things is, you know, um, people probably remember what the ticket price is, what the food and beverage is like, and 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 then the game. And I think already the mark's been set, like a grand final ticket. Um, it was kids were free, I believe, and then yep. and adults were ten bucks. Correct. Like so, straight away. You know, it's not a three hundred dollar event to get the family down here to watch an AFL free grand trains, final, which we're running. Yeah. So that'll all be free to the public. Um, we'll That's have so a good. range of different food trucks. Obviously, one of the challenges of getting um, ready three months earlier than we anticipated, we'll be bumping in a, a host of local food trucks. So 
probably more so than if you went to the Gabba, there'll be a multitude of different types of food. Yeah. Um, we've got some outstanding chefs at Wild Kitchen, our new um, bar and hospitality um, here as well. Mm-hmm. So we encourage locals to get down here. When does that open? It. When does that officially Actually open? Actually open this week, but we've oh, been good. full of tradies for the last couple of days. <laughs> we've tried to finish things. But, Hot chips and pies! Um, <laughs> community hey, come members on, can come down. It's uh, it's right outside the Springfield Central Station. So if they That's park cool. in the envi- local environs, they can walk down. They can um, get a great view over the Oval. Yeah. Um, mm. The food's top class. Our chefs come out of um, the hotel system in Hong Kong and Singapore, so he's oh. uh, really high-end. Nice. So that's, that's going to be open like, like basically at a club. Every day, every day. Every day from and... 7 in the morning till um, or sorry, 6 in the morning till 4pm on weekdays and on the weekend 7 till 4. So. Yeah. Is there any poker machines here? No, there's not. How no. good is that? Thank you. And we um, <laughs> thank you. Just connected the beer taps about an hour ago. <laughs> I did so, see that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the, good. The forex is cold and it's on tap as well. Mate, I got forex in the Ted shed just. Quietly. Yeah, we'll have to invite you <laughs> around to the shed. I don't know if you've shed. ever seen the shed, right? But um, the Ted shed is, is is a shed, right? It's built at. Um, in an old garage, it used to be a race car garage, and we converted into this incredible bar with pool table. Um, and I think yeah, Nick was saying earlier, he goes, "Oh, it looks like the, you know maybe that it's a backdrop or a green screen or something." I go, no, it's a full-on it's shed a full with kegs. Shed. And I'm looking forward to my invitation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. You are definitely well, invited. We will give you the details. You, you've had us here, so once you guys have got through your grand final and We've things been settled down, for a premiership after party. Oh, location, oh so they're down the shed. you're on, mate. You're in the shed. <laughs> We've had some uh, very drunk people live there, so there's no responsible service. <laughs> Alcohol, well, which and, we and are looking at, I think. Yeah, and we we, we built it as a safe space, right? Because we're all During about COVID, men's, we did, yeah. men's, you know, mental health and mm. and just a safe space so you can come around and have a beer. You know, like it's not don't go to the, the pubs and feel hassled. It's a quiet space, and um, yeah, we built it just so we can chill out. And you're, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, please come around. Um, yeah, but I don't know how many we could hold. I mean, yeah, we obviously don't have a, a liquor license or anything because it's a private well, no, bar. We don't actually charge for our alcohol either. We have no. we have a tips jar, so <laughs> no, if you no. have a drink, there, we need, two we need to work jar. on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying no, to reach. But we definitely will get you around, Jake. And um, mate, thank you for bringing us to your facility tonight. We really, really appreciate it. And yeah. as you know, we're a local Springfield podcast, and we just want to get the word out there exactly so people know exactly what you're doing here and yeah. and how accessible this whole place is. And let's let's really hope that AFL. W in, in, in Queensland grows as much as what it did when the Lions won in one... Uh, what they win? 201, 202, Yeah, 3 feet, yeah. I think they built Collingwood yeah. twice, the buggers. Well, I already anyway. said, I think since we... No, it, it's really good, mate, and it's a great thing that you're doing in the community, so no, thank, thank you. Thank you, and yeah. we, we appreciate, appreciate your support, the support of the community. We're... When things settle down after the grand final, we'll make sure to um, we're planning an open day so that every member of the community can come down and tour the behind the scenes facility, see yep. what we've got yep. by way of high performance, and... Um, have a kick on the oval. That's That'd the most awesome. important thing. So that will be we'll great. just focus on Sunday right now. Hopefully mm. our girls will perform um, at their best yeah. and um, with a bit of luck we'll have a bit of silverware that we can share with the community in a few Absolutely. days' time. Yeah, well, they're all, they're all out there tale. now and they're what thinking, and it, even since we started talking, you know, the, the number of people are still piling in, I guess, you know, people coming home from work and getting here. So I guess as the night goes on, Mm. This will be a, a bigger thing. So, look, thanks for your time. We'll let you go and we'll wrap it on ourselves. And look, <laughs> thanks for supporting the local community and embracing us and, and embracing two buffets from a shed. Um, <laughs> it's greatly appreciated. And, yeah, all the best for um, this Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, right, Jake. Good talk to you, mate. Well, oh, how good is that, awesome. mate? How good is yeah, that? really, really good, mate. And uh, thanks very much, Jake. It was really What's good up? to see you, mate. And um, you. we'll definitely get you around in the shed. Oh, yeah, thanks, pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, Jace, the girls are just going through their warm-up procedure at the moment. And... You know, as you said, the crowd is really starting to, to come in. I can see a couple of uh, couple of school kids running around as well, which is really nice to see that the uh, mums and dads of the community are bringing the uh, the kids down to have a look at the AFL. Yeah. So um, it's it's a great thing to see. I don't know if my tribe is here yet. I can see the uh, the lion lady. What's a lion's uh, um, mascot for the girls? Does anyone oh, know? I'm not sure. Does anyone? We might, yeah. we might have to Google that. But um, she's she's going around. I can see Channel Ten here. Um, it's such a great event to be down here. The grass is looking in pretty good nick. I, I, I wouldn't let them play on if it was my backyard, but, um, you know, the, the ground is looking pretty good and uh, in tip-top condition. So, yeah, how's your levels going over there, Jace? Okay? Yeah, mate, I'm just... Drama, just well, no, just because we've got a few mics here, I'm just trying to dim one. Oh, yeah, um, right, There we right. go, and I think that's got you and me now. And we just, just turned off the other mic. Yeah, um, cool. There's a lot of people around here, so, um, mm. yeah, look, you're, you're right, mate. It feels so surreal, you know. We're used to doing something in the shed, and, and all of a sudden we've got people walking past and looking at us. And looking at us going, who we've are these, got, who um, are these yeah, guys? <laughs> TV <laughs> networks okay. and yeah. everything here. <laughs> that's um, good. 
but yeah, I mean, we'll look, just go back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? You know, mm. it wasn't wasn't that long ago that you know there was no grand final here, right? We well, were just seeing yeah. we were just seeing a ground under construction, and you know, and a the Brisbane Lions had moved out a lot of times underwater when we yeah. rained, right? And uh, yeah, to, to see them bring it this far forward so quickly is amazing, and um, it was really good to get the breakdown off Jake of exactly where the funding come from. So I think we spoke about the Ipswich community thinking, oh, Springfield gets everything. Yeah. But you can actually see there's a lot of people that have put money towards this. Yes. And like Jake said, the Ipswich City Council gave $20.6 million. Yeah. But that amount would have just turned this into a park anyway. So what they've, what they've given their money to, they've got the park, they've yeah. got a community centre, but this is going to draw more people than just a park. Oh, exactly. I mean, when you... When you look at a facility like this, as you're saying, if, if there was turned into open space or even like a rebel domain, right, there'd be money sunk in it. And, mm-hmm. and there always seems to be, for some reason, a bit of animosity between Ipswich and Springfield about, you know, the things that we get. But, I mean, this Springfield is Ipswich, right? And, and I think this is a great boon for the region. And I don't think there's any, anyone here trying to go, you know, this is for Springfield and it's not a great thing for Ipswich. I think we probably need to change the language a bit and say, look, it's, it's not about this is Ipswich, right? Mm. This is a venue in Ipswich and it's a um, fantastic thing for the region. Um, and personally, like when you said before, the Dolphins, mate, I would have mm. loved to have seen like the, the North um, Ipswich the Reserve and the Jets mm-hmm. get an NRL, right? So we could have like top and tail the two parts of our city, yeah. um, one with AFL down here and then, yeah. you know. Well, um, you, you look at that, Jace. I believe the Ipswich um, Council has just given $20 million to the Jets to redo their fields. Yeah. So they gave the same amount of money. So they were willing to give that amount of money, which yeah. is what the NRL would have needed. I think the NRL have really missed the boat on this. There's a lot of kids around here holding Sharon's yeah. and have got Brisbane Lions things on. So, like Jake said, 58,000 people are registered playing AFL in Queensland yep. and there's only 60,000 NRL. So, uh, I don't think it'll be long before the AFL takes over the NRL in this, this part of the world, mate, in my opinion. No, and there's some, there's some stuff that I just wanted to touch off too. I mean, I'm just going to... Oh, there was a social, social media post put out. Um, by the Lions today. So I'm oh, just, yeah. just going to try and find oh, that. And that's a little that. bit of information for, for this weekend. Right? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah I did and see it's, that. It's, Time the ground is opening, I think it's 12. Yeah, so I'll just... bounce is 140. I'll run through that, exactly. Hmm. So Sunday the 27th of November, it's the Lions versus Melbourne, right? Melbourne. In the, in the AFLW Grand Final. Right, so gates open at 12 p.m. Yep. Um, right, and then, and then the bounce is at 140. Correct. Um, which is fantastic, right? So and here's, here's some information that they've put out if, you, if you're going to get out here, right? So... Plan your trip, right? So it's exit 32 off the Centenary Highway. Um, as stated, right, you catch the train out here, it's free. As long as you've exit, got it. Exit 32 is the first mistake. I think you need to get on a train. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't chance the highway yeah, personally. Exactly. But if you wanted to, there's obviously the park and ride train um, car park here with about 1,200 parks. Mm, just come at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you could chance it. But your best <laughs> option is, is get the train. Even if you go and park down at Richlands. Yeah, right, jump on the train. At the, the, the big car park there and they just jump a train out to Springfield. You're set. But, yeah, so it's free transport from the train um, as long as you've got a, a proof of a ticket. Yeah. Um, there is a bus and an interchange located at um, Orion Shopping Centre, which is a four-minute walk from here. Correct. Um, Rideshare is available. They will be dropped off at the um, Springfield train station, uh, Springfield Central train station. Um, and then, yeah, so and Brighton Homes Arena is a four-minute walk from, from that Orion Shopping yeah. Centre. I think Orion's going to do some stuff pre-game as well from what <coughs> I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, and I understand mm. that um, the big screen over at Rebel Domain is going to broadcast it. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely good thing for the community to get down to Rebel if you didn't get tickets to the game. Yeah. Um, like you said, they did sell it in record time. And, um, yeah, so if, there, if you there didn't is, get tickets, there is, you can go down there. There is some pre-parking available as well. So the Springfield Park and Ride and the Brighton Homes um, Arena P3 car park. Oh, that's the one over the but back. But that's pre-booked, so you've got to pay, yeah, and that yeah. is actually pre, pre-booked. Pre-booked, yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. and then just the last thing... That I wanted to, to touch on, right, is what you can bring to the ground. Because, yep. as I said, you've got a fantastic um, stadium here, but a lot of what's around the outside is is hill, right? I, it's I like think that stadium will be fully booked by... Yeah, corporates. well, it's ticket holders mm-hmm. for that, and then yeah. gen- general admission is um, something else. So what yeah. you can bring is... Um, and this is... This is directly from the Lions. So what you can bring is good vibes, yeah. um, picnic blankets, cushions... Small umbrellas, sunscreen, and water bottles. Okay, yeah, water bottles are a good idea. Yeah, it's, well, it's going to be hot. So yeah. no alcohol, no glass bottles, no cans, no dogs or animals, no marquees, um, and we can already see that they're starting to put marquees up on the hills to cater for that. They are. Um, no large umbrellas and no chairs. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like the best thing to do is rock up with a picnic blanket, 
bring some sunscreen yeah. and then just sit out on the hill and um, enjoy that. And no demons either. We're not going to let any demons into the stadium on uh, <laughs> on, on Sunday. They can all stay home. So if you are a demon supporter, don't even bother about coming. Yeah. And no, no, no. And, no, and, and, if you, <laughs> and I was just going to say, lastly, just wanted to pass on the last bit of information about the game. Sure. If you can't get here and watch it, if you're unfortunate that you didn't get a, um, a ticket, yeah. um, it will be broadcast over at the Rebel Domain on the big screen if you want to be a part of the community. Yep. Um, it's also going to be shown from the Lions at Springwood oh, and the Pineapple yeah. Hotel, but of course it's on Channel 7 and Fox KO, etc. Yeah, yeah. I think 7 right. mate normally take, takes on the game as well. But um, no, look, fantastic thing. The girls are just doing another drill now. Um, Monty and uh, Knox and I have been going down to watch your training, as you know, so there's not too much different going on to what they would do from a normal weekly routine at this point. Um, because they've so only just started training on this ground here, right? So they were actually training up on the, yeah, the Springfield Sportfields? Yeah, they were up at Sports Star Drive there, and, yeah. um, you know, oh, I'll tell you a short story here, Jace. I was uh, seeing Simon Black picking up dog poo off the park. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. True story, and we were having a bit of a chat, but, you know, it's... It, they did, they did come into here on Monday, and it was a closed session, but uh, Monty, myself, and Knox, uh, we turned up as we normally do, and we found out it was here, and uh, we walked in, and they were really inviting, obviously, because we'd been up to Springfield so much, just at the local ground to watch them train, so um, we were very lucky to watch them actually run out onto the ground for the first time on Monday night, and uh, and Bree, who we spoke about before from Townsville, mm-hmm. um, all the girls lined up in a straight line, and uh, Bree lined up from about 30 out and put the first goal through the... Uh, through yeah. the members' end, and um, that was the first goal kicked here by a line. So um, there was a lot of cheering after that, and uh, and a lot of hype around the girls too that night. Like I hadn't actually heard them their voice be that high for a long time. So, yeah. mate, I, I think these girls will absolutely play out of their skins on Sunday to make sure that they win this grand final because what a fairy tale it will be. And look, I tell you what, it is, is amazing here at the moment. Like normally when we're in the in the shed. And um, we hear a car go past or someone, you know, an ambulance, and we go, oh, you know. This is and when you listen to it back, you typically don't even hear yeah, that's right, that on the playback, right? But I think at the moment, there's a lot, um, of, noise there's a lot of noise here, and I think right. that um, that's definitely going to come through. And um, yeah. I think, well, we're having a break in the middle of um, training at the moment for a photo op. <laughs> oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, oh, yeah. They they're, they're, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. the coach is blowing the whistle. Aaron. They've all got together hey, for a, for a quick a photo shot. No, oh, oh. come on, Aaron. Hey. <laughs> Check out the Ted Shed. <laughs> That's one of the. Um, Aaron is a uh, a um, counsellor for the coaches. Right, okay. So, yeah, we've obviously been. Uh, I've spoken to her a fair bit. She's an Ipswich girl, Brema. I tried to um, accost her and get her on the mic. She yeah, didn't want to on the mic. I said to her the other night, you need to jump on the Ted Shed and have no. a look. And uh, she sort of looked at me a bit sideways, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it would be good to get her on for a bit of a chat, but uh, I don't think that's well, going to happen. I think, I think that's the thing. Off. There's like so many people here, right? And, yeah. and and as I said, when you're just driving past a venue like this... Hey, boys. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you going? How's things? So, so who are you guys? We're from the Dead Shed. We're, We're doing a, a podcast here at the moment. We're just, um, yeah, watching the girls train on their... Um, I reckon, yeah. mate, I reckon we're on here. We're on here. Good on you guys. Cool, Thanks man. for supporting. Thanks. It's great. So, yeah, yeah, a couple of local fans rocking up and saying g'day. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Good on you, buddy. That's all right. Well, the girls are back out into it now. They're doing a uh, cross-kicking drill. Oh, this is the six-point drill, actually. So, um, Tim, mate, yeah. you sound like you're... Um, Almost commentating the, um, the the snooker, you know, Mate, I'll tell you, just I'm, about to take a line up I've, here. And um, I have watched this drill many a times. Yeah, and uh, it took so, okay, me about four so I'll, I'll sit back and shut up, which is unusual. No, that's fine. no, no, go through. Like you've been watching these girls, and, and you I obviously have, played footy and you coach now. Mm, mm. Well, what are the benefits of these these drills that they're doing? Right, most people would just see that they're just running in, kicking to someone, and kicking on. Well, what's the benefit? Oh, this is all about space awareness. So this is about delivering the ball and finding a target when there's a lot of movement around you. So it's like picking the ball up in a in a pack situation and then looking up and finding your target. So um, it's basically an in and out drill. So it's kick to the middle, kick out, um, clean hands. Um, if you do spill it in these tight situations, normally it's going to be a turnover. So the girls will really be concentrating on hitting their targets, using their voice, um, and making sure that they're they're looking at their their um, their teammate when they're kicking it to them. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it's all about space awareness. This drill. So. They'll be, they'll be looking to move the football cleanly under high pressure in, in a tight space. And, and try to practice, practice, um, practice the accuracy, right? Absolutely, yeah. mate. Accuracy is everything. So this is more of a backline drill. So you'll see the girls actually try and move it 
in and then out, so it's like a switch. So it's more of a base around a backline drill to clear the ball out. So we're trying to move the ball cleanly out to the flanks to move down the flank to then call it all back into the to the centre half forward position. Yeah, right. We, we don't want to move the ball when we're in the back position. We don't want to move the ball straight into the top of the fifty in our defensive zone because right. if there's a turnover there, there's a good chance they're going to get a six pointer at the other end, right? Yeah, right. So we want to move it out to the boundary, clear it out through the through the wing. And then we'll start funneling back in towards our, our full forward and centre half forward. Yeah, right. Um, and Dakota. Uh, I mean, it, it, at the Dakota moment, now, it mate, looks she's got a great set of hands. You, this girl here, just in the hat, Dakota Davidson. Yep. Um, mate, absolutely sensational set of hands. It does look a bit. I mean, for the untrained eye, right? It does look a bit at the moment like balls flying everywhere and people running yep. around. Is, it, is it like am I seeing that right? Is there like three sets of drills happening out there at the moment? Uh, so there's basically these six cones. Right. Um, so yeah, and you just move around from station to yeah, station. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. wherever you kick to is where you go to. Yeah. Um, but basically what the girls are doing is, yeah, they're basically just moving it into the middle and they're going out. So, But they've just finished that drill now. The, the whistle's just gone. So, yeah. But again, they've been doing that drill since I've been watching them for about a month and a half. And right. like so, I said, so, not much is changing in this, in this preparation to the grand final. So I was going to say, so when it comes to a game and, um, you know, the way that plays are executed, right? So mm. some of these drills that they're executing here now, will they be standard plays that they'll try and execute, you know, like during no. a game or? I wouldn't think so. No? Um, again, these drills are just about muscle memory. So if you're yep. in the back line, you know that, you know, I need to be looking to my right to switch it out of here yep. rather than kicking back to where it just come from, which is normally a contest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's more just about muscle memory and, you know, knowing where you're going to deliver the ball when you get it if you are in the back line. So if it comes in on the left-hand side of the ground, we're probably going to take it out on the right-hand side of the ground. We're not going to go, we're not going to go back to a contest yeah. that's already loaded with players. The percentages of winning the football or keeping possession of the football are very low. Yeah, yeah. So what we need to do out of the back line is high percentage of keeping the football because if we don't have the football, we don't have control of the game. So, yeah, that's what these drills are based on. It's basically just moving the ball accurately, smartly in high traffic areas. Yeah, right. Yeah. I tell you what, I mean, and once again, um, it, it's so strange. Like, how, you know, we, we're normally not talking from a live venue. We're not talking and describing the environment around us, right? So mm. I feel like a little bit of fish out of water at the moment. But No, I feel fine. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> great. It is It is like just watching then. There's so many kids behind the goal square here that um, do those training drills. Right, as soon as a ball went you know, beyond the fence and up to That's the top. Get it, mate. They were, they were cheers, and I was yeah. like, oh, I got to touch the ball. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, you know, and that's that's a fantastic thing about um, being this close to the ground. Like, if we were watching this this training session at the Gabba, yeah. you wouldn't even realise there's anything in the You wouldn't stadium, get there, yeah. you know. Um, so to have these have these people walking past, how many Lions jerseys have you seen, you know? Oh. We've, got, we've got a couple of uh, Ipswich Eagles. I don't know, and even if now you can hear, like, the volume of noise in the background increases yeah. when, these, my trio. Yeah, when these groups come past, they're and there's sucky. a heap of, obviously, the... Um, one of the yeah, was it your your team, the Ipswich Eagles, yeah, the um, the young girls that you coach. Correct, mate. We've uh, we've invited the whole uh, youth um, uh, preseason down here tonight, just so they can have a look at you know potentially yeah. where they can make it. You know, yeah. and, and it's good to show these young kids just how hard that these that these elite athletes train, the amount of dedication that they have to give. Yeah, you know, like these girls are here pretty much every day training. If they're not training on the ground, they're training in the gym. Well, I've actually seen that when you when you yeah, when you cruise past, yeah, Mate, it's not here. unusual to see them actually in the car park coming out of training or absolutely or coming into training. Well, they're they're elite athletes now, and the AFLW now after seven seasons is starting to get to the point where a bit of money from sponsorship is starting to get involved. So the players. The players are actually getting more money to play the game now than what they did when they originally started. Yeah. Do you know? So yeah. so what that means is when they're getting more money, the club wants them here for more time to do more training because at the end of the day, it's a job. Yeah. You know? So yeah. the more we can have them here, the more we pay them, the more we have them here, the better they get. So they're pretty much professional players now because it was a few years ago that they a, lot of the, a lot of them still had jobs and they were mm. teachers, etc. like that. So yeah. that has transitioned to, I, to full I time? We maybe should have asked Jake this. That would have been a great question. I, I yeah. believe that the players are now on around 100K. Yeah. And they only play about 12 games. So you yeah. can still you can still have a job or a profession yeah. part-time. But now, but you basically take your football season off from that job almost, right. right? To focus exactly. on the game. Yeah. Well, um, Kate, Kate, uh, um, she she's in the rough. So yeah. she, we seen her coming in here the other day for training in the afternoon. Monty and I drove past. She was in her rough clothes. Yeah, right. So she's still at work. Yeah, you know, and she's probably one of the, the our best backline players. Yeah. Um, but again, as this as this sport grows, which the AFL are doing an amazing job through ticket sales, through 
all of those little one percenters that the AFL are doing um, and this starts to grow, more sponsorship gets involved, we will see a massive influx into to professional players um, that could be on two to three hundred thousand dollars a year, probably I, I pre- predict in the next two to three years because the, the sport is growing that fast. Yeah, do you think it's going to take a while? I mean, you look at the men's game, right? I mean, I think it's the same with most men's and, and ladies' sports at the moment um, where there are two codes. I mean, netball's a totally different proposition because you don't really see men's games. Yeah. Um, but do you think that there's going to be a, a point in time? Like, I mean, I've, I've been watching since you know, Springfield's come here, my interest in the, in the, the, um, the ladies' game has come along. Yeah. Um, do you think that over time we're going to see more and more, um, you know, people go to both games right they're going to go to you know the men's like at the moment the, the men's games at home right yeah. for the Lions are filling up the, the Gabba mm. right and here obviously the numbers aren't that high you think no. there's going to be a point in time where we will see you know 15 to 20,000 people coming along to an AFLW game every weekend yeah I really do mate and, and I think that comes and all AFL clubs and all, all team supporters will tell you if your team's winning people come and yeah. we've seen that 201, 202, 203 in Brisbane. Mm. Mate, you couldn't get a ticket to the game. Yeah. When, oh, Jesus. When things get a little slow, it might slow down. Yeah. So I think they've done the right thing here by having a lot of grass hill areas. I think the capacity to this ground is around 10,000. I believe they've released 8,500 tickets for this grand final this weekend. So it'll be a really good test. Yeah. It'll be a really good test with that amount of numbers to see how we go here. But if, um, this, if this becomes a regular ground mm, for AFLW, yeah. and well, currently it's got a capacity... Yeah, but if it's ground. currently got a capacity of, say, eight to 9,000, that that, that's going to be the week. ceiling for now, right? Yeah, I think what the, the plan is is that they're going to um, be bringing in... Um, they're going to be hey Stewie. They're going to be bringing in um, temporary uh, stadiums, so temporary seating. Yeah, is right. from what I'm hearing. So Building. I guess this big area just to the left here um, is capacity. You know, yeah, yeah, man, you'll probably get another two or three thousand seats there if you build the right stands. Yeah. So I think for big events or if we are getting a lot of numbers, I believe the AFL men are going to play here. From what Jake is saying in their preseason, yeah, matches. he was indicating we might get it. Well, imagine seeing a preseason game oh. here of like the Lions, Lions men versus, versus Collingwood or something like that. That's, bring it on, bring it on. That'll be a hot ticket. Absolutely, right. that'll be hot pies, mate. Hot pies. Yeah. I'm telling you, and mate. just to say, so your allegiance is you you, you follow the <laughs> AFLW Lions team. But, I do, I do really. And yes, that's what I said. But it's pretty hard, and we said that before to Jake. Like it's pretty hard to change your allegiance, right? If you're a Collingwood supporter through and through, it's fantastic to have the Lions here. But you know, sorry guys, we'll come along and watch your games, and we'll be like, but you're the secondary team to, yeah, to our are, love of, of Collingwood, right? Absolutely. Um, Look, I'll support Brisbane when they're not playing Collingwood. That simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I've got I think everyone's a bit, bit the well. same, right? You go to the 100%. Lions games because you know, up here in Brisbane, that's what we've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you've got, the, you know, the, obviously, the Gold Coast. But yeah. when your team, if you've grown up in Melbourne and, you know, yeah, you, like you said, you followed those teams for pretty yeah, for much years. your whole life, that's exactly you're, right. you're back then when they get up here. Absolutely you will. And we do see that with Collingwood when they do come up here. You know, you go to the Gabba and the, uh, the chance for Collingwood over the Gabba are probably just as much as the Brisbane Lions. So, um, yeah, you know, it, like I said, I, my, my allegiance is with AFLW, is with the Lions 110% because yep. I have a lot of... Uh, it gives me a common interest with my daughters. Uh, gives me a con- common interest with my son. Yep. Um, and my partner, Christina, she's a Lions supporter. So yeah. I do actually get to wear a Lions shirt yeah. and not always just Collingwood, you know. So, yeah. um, it's a, it's look, a, it must be fun. Thing. I mean, it's a bit like my household. My son's a Lions supporter and I'm Collingwood, but... Um, yeah. You know, and most of the time he I'll, plays I'll go in to Collingwood colours, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, he does. He plays for Sherwood, so I love seeing him in the Collingwood colours. Um, but yeah, we'll go along to the to the Gabba and watch you know the Lions play there, mm. um, and I'll you know I'll watch the games regardless of who they're playing, and, and I'll you know sort of cheer on the Lions. But yeah, mate, when Collingwood come up here, it's it's you know you back your team exactly and look that's that's a true supporter you know like I'm always into the Lions a little bit you know um, when they won those three premierships we had so many people jump on the bandwagon you would have seen that and then when the club goes through hard times no one's there you know they were struggling to get 5,000 people at the Gabba at Mm. some point you know so I have a real issue with that if you're a supporter of a team you're a supporter of a team yeah doesn't mean you have to go to every game but it is nice to support your club because when they were going through good times, you were there. Yeah, you know it's like. But do you know what's funny though? The, the number of times I've been to the Gabba, um, you know, and, and watched a game there, 
Um, it's quite interesting when you like if you, if you people watch, right, and you check out the crowd. There's so many people there like aren't even into the game. They're in their phones, or you know, it's more about doing beer runs and you know <laughs> having chats and stuff. Like it's it's yeah. amazing. Um, you know, as I said, I went to Guns and Roses the other night, and um, the people in front of us, like, it was incredible that Guns and Roses, you know, Axel Rose and, and a PA was so loud. Um, but the people in front of us, there was, there was you know, two ladies on their phones pretty much the whole night talking to each other. And they were louder than the friggin' concert. Oh, wow. And we're just sitting there going, oh, my God, you guys are incredible because... That's women you, in general, isn't it? Well, without a microphone or a PA, they've actually beat Axel Rose for three hours, right? <laughs> I heard um, he's a bit fat now. Oh, he's, you know, like most of us, mate, you know, we're probably, you know, lean, <laughs> no, lean, and lean machines in our youth. But, of course, as we, we grow up, we're, you know, we grow into our dad bods. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, he, he you know, and those guys, I, I really think, oh, well, it's like they're a guitar band, right? There was a lot of sessions there where, you know, Axel wasn't singing and then um, Slash was just playing, just you know, five, six-minute solos. Wow. Um, which is just like, that, that's incredible. But mind you, I mean, Axel's 60 now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just so funny that you know. Just, just back to the comment of just watching people who come to these sorts of venues, right? A lot of people there, like you're saying, people who don't show up. Yeah. You just got to wonder that when a team is on a high, are they just going along for the atmosphere and the spectacle? When, as you're saying, like if their heads are in phones or whatever, they're not really interested. No, they're that's just right. there because yeah, maybe it's the big thing to do on a Friday night. Or, that's right, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's good for the community to engage. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I understand what you mean. and um, but I'm saying, there's, there's going to be diehard mm. rusted on who are going to be there oh, know, yeah. Yeah, every yeah. game, and then there's others go, look, when they're a chance of winning, we'll come along. We'll fly the flag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What are we up to now, Jace? I think we're moving into our... We'll probably set up forwards, backs. Oh, no, this will be a game yeah. situation. A bit, of, a bit of tunnel ball. No, this um, will be a game situation yeah. now. So right. That will okay, yeah, so some of them are... Forward. So we've got Dakota down here. Yep. She's got Kate on her. Yep. Um, so they'll be they'll be simulating game now. So. Yeah, so some are wearing green green vests. Yes, um, correct. Basically so the, to tag that out and the then greens, the others The greens are the backs. Yeah. Um, so what you'll see is we'll have a ball up on the wing and we'll start to move it in and we'll try and kick a goal at the end. I'll tell you what's, um, what's amazing, though, I'm just seeing here, like the lights are really starting to take effect, right? They've been on for a little while, mm. um, but as that sun's dropping, yep. we're now seeing, I mean, like at, I guess any venue with lights, right? It's, it's, I guess it's nothing nothing new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're really starting to see the vibrancy of this field. And, and anyone who was, um, um, I saw an interview the other day with the Lions CEO, um, mm-hmm. did a, a press conference here, and people were talking about, um, wow. Well, it's just like watching a game, isn't it? Um, yeah, he, he, he was talking about all the naysayers about saying holding it here at this ground with limited people, the turf's you know not been down that long, mate. But I'm I'm looking at this ground, and you know he was saying that um, the AFL have a um, like a, a field inspector, a turf guy. He's come up and he's ticked this field off. Mm-hmm. Um, from where I'm standing, mate, I'm you know, and, and you love your cylindrical oh, yeah. mower and, and yeah, lawns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that that. Um, that ground out there looks as, as good as any, right? Yeah, look, it's I can still see the lines where the turf has been laid, and they, I know they had a lot of sand on on Monday when the girls were training, and even now you can see the sand popping up from underneath their feet and underneath the ball. Yeah, right. Um, look, there will be some sort of standard where it needs to be a certain strength underfoot because we don't want to lose players through knee injuries and, and things like that, rolled ankles. Yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, that's basically, um, that's basically good enough. Look... I think it's borderline, mate. I, I believe that it needs to happen for this venue. Um, the AFL's obviously ticked it off. They know better about turf than I do. But if this was my backyard, oh, I'd be going maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, it's not lifting anywhere, right? It's obviously knitted, but it's not mm, not, a, yeah. not a full knit, right? Look, but, let's just hope we don't get any rain between now and Sunday because I think the rain could really problematic, really be problematic. Yeah. Um, I think they're I think they're managing the amount of water they're putting on it. And we can just see here in front of us we've got a bit of a dry spot where it's a bit um, it's a bit burnt. Yeah. And that's just from the wind we've had here lately, and also the fact that they're probably not overwatering this ground right now because they want it to be stable underneath the turf where the sand is. So I'd, I'd, I'd assume that the uh, the curator of the ground is working overtime at the moment. So we're a bit sloppy going in here, Jay. So I, I don't think we're um, that clean at the moment. But um, yeah, now watch these girls move it out. So they'll come out to the left here now. Kate will turn, 
and she'll bowl this angle out to the left here. See it's that? a bit like ABC Grandstand, yeah. Glenn, as they're going to the goal square. Yeah. She's on the run out to the wing. There's, oh, she's fumbled. No, she's got it away cleanly. You can see what I mean by that. Oh, and dropped we're, out we're, there on the 50 when there's a bit of pressure. Mate, look, yeah, I can see how people can... We're, we're moving it out through <laughs> the wings. Get a bit excited on that. We're moving it out through the wings from the back line, and yeah. that's exactly what those drills are simulating. Yeah. So the girls, it's just muscle memory. They yeah. know what to do when but that happens. But as you said, right, the thing is, if you if you miss a mark, like we just saw there, right, there was a kick mm. out, of the, yeah. out of the goal square out to the 50. Yep. Um, just down yeah. in front of us here, and yep. um, and and that that mark was put down, yep. and then there was a player on it, and even though it's just a bit of a friendly, there was basically a turnover. There's so a turnover. That's, that's what right. you're talking about. Those drills are about getting that accuracy there. Yeah. So here um, we come in again. We're doing again. So if we have a turnover here, watch the back line go into action. Hands over. The link up. There was a bit of a fumble there, but yeah, basically, you know, they got lucky there to lines in. So, but and then a bit of a kick. Yeah, but we spray away. But but this is just simulating. You know, I think our forwards aren't. Um, our forwards aren't real good at the moment. They're sort of in, yeah, Dakota's trying to clap them up. But uh, it all also comes from delivery from the centre line as well, right? So yeah. if we're not bringing the ball in correctly, then we are going to struggle to kick goals. Like I'm sure Craig will be up and fairly shortly to the uh, forwards do something. But it, this is not just a forward drill. It's also a back drill. Yeah, right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because they're basically it's playing a, half and half, it's right? A player, it's, a, it's a player situation drill. Yeah. So if you've got a chance to clear the ball, you're the back line, that's your job. If you've got a chance to kick goal, that's your job. Well, see on here, they're obviously only using half the field, right? So looking at this, it looks like the the Lions jerseys are on the attack and Green's a defence. So in this sort of play, you would actually be using your backs in the the green jerseys playing defence here, right? You're basically... Yeah, basically yep. playing like a half-court basketball-type scenario. Correct, yeah, that's right. exactly right. So you really got forwards playing backs here. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so we're just right. moving around. So now we'll get Dakota. She's trying to find some space. Kate's a really good... Kate really shuts space down well. So yeah. you'll, you'll see that on the weekend. If you have a look at Kate, she will read the full forward like a dream. So you can see she's right on Dakota now. She'll be, she'll be looking for her, not giving her much space. So, Do you know what I love? I mean, you're sitting here watching the game, and at the same time, I'm, I'm watching everything happen on this fence here. Yeah. Look at the kids. Yeah, I know. This is, this is what I love, you know, and this is exactly what we spoke about, right? Yeah, if we is. can have an, an environment here where the kids can come along, you know, yeah. this goal's going up, and... Yeah, there we go. The crowd's, crowd's approval. That yeah, must be a goal. Well That's good. <laughs> the kids have gone up. But no. I was just saying, look, this is what we talked about, right? When we were just saying, and, and um, you know, with the hypothesis of just, well, if the Lions come out here, let's just hope they open it up and let's hope that it is. Mm-hmm. And everything that we, we suggested or thought was a great idea, we're now seeing, right? They've done. Maybe they'll listen to us, you reckon? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no. Oh, look, maybe. I, th- I think, I think that's AFL... just, just great management, though. It is, it is great management from the Lions part, but I think the AFL is very much onto that, Jason. You can see that through the Auskick program. They're not, they're not stupid, mate. They, they, they've been growing this game since 1994 when they went from the VFL to yeah. the AFL. That yeah. transition has been huge. I'll watch Taylor around here. Oh, look She's this. a gun. She's Any, a gun. Anyone who Ooh. says, like just standing here now, this is the first time I've, you've obviously been Ooh. to games. Eight, well done. Oh, first, okay. yeah. Standing here, nice. we're probably about, we're probably about uh, five or six metres off the fence and they mm. just run around the boundary line here. Mm. Now, anyone who, who says that the women's game isn't physical and there's nothing like the men, these girls... This is a training session, and look at how hard out they're going. Absolutely, and they'll be holding back, mate, because they won't want to be hurting themselves for the weekend. Oh, I know, but, but I'm just saying the, that, that play then, and what we just watched along yep. that boundary line, yep. mate, that but, was just like a gazelle in full flight. Yeah, she was yeah. she was on it. Their skills are very good, and I think their skills are com- becoming better. Yep. I know when I first started watching AFLW, the scores were only 15, 20 um, at most because mm. the skills, there was that many turnovers, it was like a wet game for the boys. Yeah, was that, was that a challenge, though, with the expansion of the league as well? Because if you had less clubs, which is what we had, right, you had a lot of talent, yeah. and then as soon as you diversify and every, every club um, has now has a team, right, that, that, that talent pool is diversifying and some of the numbers are made up, I guess, of lesser experience who haven't played in the AFLW. Yeah, I um, think what we're also seeing is, now... Is that, that's transitioning now, but that skill level of all those new players is lifting? Yeah. So because we're now getting junior players, because it's been going seven years, these girls, most of these girls are 20... 22 and under. Yeah. Um, a lot of these girls have played junior footy. Good spot, Dakota. Goal. Well done. Wow, another goal. Brilliant. Um, Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to that. Dakota just God, got you imagine, the right position. Can you imagine exactly what it's going to be like here on oh, um, Sunday, Sunday's going to be amazing, mate. I'll be commentating the game. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> get, get your phone out, mate. Get your phone oh, out. I'll tell you. But, um, we'll do it. You do it just like a Facebook live from the Ted Shed or something. Glenn's commentary stream would, is the alternate. I you know? would happily do that. Wow. Um, but no, I think now that the fact that there's so many young girls playing junior footy, 
that we're now seeing a, a multitude of skill coming through. So not only is that raising the skill level through the entire AFLW, yeah. it's pushing out the players that are retiring that started seven years ago, like Zilke and all that. They're still great players, don't yep. get me wrong. But the talent that's coming through behind them, I think is better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect so, sense. So yeah, it's a. Um, but like, it's the same. It's the same as any club, right? Let's let's take a um, you know, a club that might not be like in the in the men's AFL uh, AFL AFL. Uh, I've just got AFLW <laughs> on the tongue now. Um, right. in the men's the men's team, right? And yeah. like, I, I really struggle with AFLW because I think it's just AFL, right? But I get yeah. the, the women's the, like, the men's yeah. and the women's, but. Like, I guess it's if you've got a lesser team that's you know been languishing on the bottom of the ladder for a few years, they start going through development, bringing in the players and yep. etc. Like that, it's the same sort of development, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. Those teams are going to take a while, and hopefully, their strategy brings them up into the fold. Yep. Um, yeah. Come Sophie Conway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And you, yeah. you see that AFL actually does that really well. So if there is a team struggling, they get the best player for the draft. Yeah. So if you're number one draft picked and. You know, so you're the best under 18s, under 19s player. Great snap. Yeah, um, another one. Let's see. Yeah, she just, won, uh, she just won best in Paris for the hey? for the uh, competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think. Oh, sorry, Jess, I lost my chain of thought then. But I think um, <laughs> you're right, mate. There's so much going on. <laughs> there is a lot going on. I can't remember. What we're yeah. So the AFL does well. So if you're the best eight, under 18s, under 19s player for the men, hmm. you go to the worst club. Yeah. And they get number one draft pick. So if you finish on the bottom, you yeah. get number one draft pick. Now, some of those teams will go, okay, well, we want three players that are really good. So yeah. they might pick three um, older players from another club and, and, and do a trade. So that's what we call trade week. Yeah. So say someone like Collingwood might go, shit, we've been on the bottom for so long. Um, we want a bit of, a bit of, um, a bit of uh, older heads around the club. We'll give up our number one trade pick, but we want three of your best players. Yeah, right. Or we want three of your older players to coach our younger, younger team. Yeah. So does the, does the player have a say in that though contractually? I mean, imagine if you, uh, you know, you'd uplifted your family, you'd played in the Victorian club, started, you know, you get drafted or you traded mm. to Brisbane. This becomes your home, and then all of a yeah. sudden, it's you no know, someone in Adelaide or someone in Western Australia wants it. Do you just go, well, I love AFL, I play AFL. You know, it's no different to any other sport. I've just got to go and, and move there and and transition, right? Or do you think there's a bit of a you know, they can say to the club, but, you know, really, I'm, I'm yep. loving, loving my time here in Brisbane with the club and I'd love to stay. Yeah, I think you can say that. Yeah. I think then Brisbane has the power to offer you less money per year. Yeah, right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So um, if you're already on their cut list, so Brisbane are already thinking about trading you, Yeah. are they going to keep you if you just want to stay? So you might be a player that's, you know, not fitting their their team. Yeah. Because you could be the best player out there, but if you're not that's a point, mate. Oh, just missed. <laughs> that was a big happy. kick. Like, uh, Look, these mate, girls average these about 40, 40 metres, so the yeah. men kick around the 50 mark. Yeah. Um, most of these girls will do 40 comfortably. There are a couple of players in the AFLW who can kick 50 and beyond, yeah. but very few and far between. So, But again, when I first started watching this, 30, 35 metres was massive. Yeah. So again, more training, getting there. More, yeah. more fitness, more muscle. Um, and, and obviously more results. So. I'll tell you one thing that I have noticed, right, since we've, we've obviously got social media on the TED Shed and um, our TED Shed account follows the AFLW yeah. um, Brisbane Lions page. i tell you what, and just watching here today, right, so just in like that people watching mode. Oh, here's Batesy. Oh. The, the number of people, like the social media team, the camera people, you know, they're all on point. They've got Absolutely. such a great game. Like even when the, the girls first came here, seeing them going into their in their club rooms and yep. different training sessions, like it's just really great to watch. These guys are out there doing their thing, mm. but then just watching on the side, the periphery of all the other, you yeah. know, support staff here at the Lions. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, capturing this and sharing it and, and obviously creating amazing content. It's a bit like a Formula One team, Jase. You know, there's uh, 300 people working for one person to drive the car. Yeah, and it's much the same here. You've got you know you've got twenty two people that make the team each week. There's probably I think they've got thirty four or thirty five on their list. Yeah, so fifteen miss out every week and go back to their normal clubs. Yeah, so at these training sessions, you're trying to impress the coach. If you're a fringe player, especially now, yeah, um, you're trying to you're trying to impress the coach to get your spot on on Sunday. So again, but like yeah, you said, back to your lineup. yeah, yeah, back to Dakota's gonna have a snap. Oh, watch Taylor. Oh, watch Taylor. Like they playing for. Goal. Wow. They're Taylor playing for sheep stations, good, aren't they? Like you said, they might be going whatever, but just watching it here, these, um, yeah, yeah, they're really giving each other a bit of a... Um, Absolutely, mate. They're getting ready for this, uh, for this grand final on the weekend, you know, and um, 
you know, we need those players like, you know, Taylor there to be right in and under and kicking those goals like it is game day. Yeah. So they're finished now. Um, mate, they might almost be done training. It is. Look, I mean, we've, we've basically, we're hitting about our hour mark now. Mm. We're just, just under the hour. Yeah. Um, and they've been out there pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Can um, I talk to you about recovery now? If this yeah. is it, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I think they did say that at the end of this session, I and mean, there's so many kids here, I think this is where at least the girls will probably come past and yeah, do some high fives and take some selfies and, say hi. And, and stuff like that. So, look, it does look like this is a perfect time. They're wrapping up and, um, yeah, so like, this is like a game. Look, their handshakes mm. out there in the middle for the two teams who just played each other or yeah. same team but jerseys, no Maybe jerseys. we should stay on and just see what they're going to do, mate. Yeah, if they right, do let's... come to these kids, you happy to do that? We're a bit sure. Yeah, fine, yeah mate, so. look, look, anyone doesn't want to listen, mate. They're quite welcome to fast forward <laughs> or drop off the podcast. It's free anyway, so they're getting exactly. their money's worth. Exactly. Let's just let's no. just give it a, a couple of minutes and, and no, watch. We, we feel very honoured to be down here tonight, you know, and um, obviously, you know, the Lions reached out to us today. And, um, and asked us to come down because we are the local Springfield podcast. I don't think there's another podcast in Springfield that's community-based, Jase. No, I know. I mean, we've got, obviously, I think there's a community radio station at the uni. Mm, um, and I think there is another Springfield to, thing there. But, um, but once again, you know, watching, here you go, the social Some media social guys media are on point. We're going to give them away. Look, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. He's having a chat. Yeah, no, it's um good. no, like it's fantastic that yeah, like like I said before, and it was a, it was a genuine comment, right? Yeah. We're we're two buffheads who you know record a podcast in the shed, um, and we just you know talk about anything local and, and around, and we've been talking about this venue, and I guess it's just fortuitous that one, as we said, you know, three months ahead of schedule, we've got a grand yeah. final coming here, correct? And the Lions have actually you know not only embraced the community, but they're not, you know, I would have. You know, personally would have thought at some stage they would have gone, well, you, you guys aren't accredited media, you're, you're mm-hmm. not with a paper, you're not with, yeah. you know, yeah. River well, 949. You you, like, my Channel <laughs> oh, 10 was down here. What are you talking about? No, no, I'm saying, well, you know, but we, <laughs> no, we no, don't no, work no. for the station or anything. Yeah, but, no, I know what you mean. I but, you but, yeah, Channel 10 are down here, and I think mm. it's just fantastic that they, they weren't, um, you know, pretentious or anything, and then they didn't go, no, this and that. They're like, love for you to come down, you know, yep. get in here early, we'll get you set up, and, yeah. and then they, you know, provided Games. someone... Gave us Jake. Yeah, great. You know, a, great a great chat, right? You build it, they will come. Should we call him? Who was that guy in that movie? Um, was it Field of Dreams, wasn't Field it? Dreams. Kevin, Kevin Costner Kevin was in Goss that one. Say Kevin I, don't, I don't know the characters. I don't <laughs> even think I saw hungry. the movie. But yeah, the line's iconic. To wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, build it and they will come. Mate, and, I, I think that will happen. And you know what was really cool to hear? What Jake said about that, um, that grandstand they built being the same one that's at the Brunswick Street ground for the Fitzroy Club. Yeah. Like, that is great... Um, that's great for the for the Fitzroy, you know, part of the Brisbane yeah. the Brisbane Lions. Like, yeah. if you're an old Fitzroy, so supporter, I've just got to point out, there's a trolley rolling past. Like, yeah. you we talked about before, they're still trying to. This is an open training session. There's people yeah. in here everywhere now, yeah, and um, they're still obviously trying to get the ground ready. Mate, that, there was a guy exactly gurning right. just before we went on air. We wouldn't yeah. have heard ourselves as he was going. He was <laughs> gurning concrete to the left of us, and um, you know, yeah. like they're still they're still putting it together. But yeah, you're right. There, there's a um, a history here and they're paying homage to their roots right they are definitely doing that mate you can see that with that stadium and now you look at that that sorry that grandstand it's um you know it'd be good to go back through some old footage and find an uh, an old photo of the brunswick street grandstand just to and it's 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 funny you say that because you wonder how many people would come in here and go wow that grandstand's not that spectacular like it's only what's that it's got a hundred seats in it what are they doing yeah well no look how many rows back we were probably what two four six eight ten so probably about 12 rows deep with corporate and obviously the commentary boxes and that up in the glass behind it and then the stairs and then yeah the benches in the front we'll try and take a photo of that later and and chuck it up but Mm. you're right most people would probably look at that and go oh my god they've got a you know they're saying this is a world-class facility but they've got this million dollars for that (laughs) yeah they've got this stand here and you go well it makes sense right the stand is if you understand that story now and hopefully we can share it absolutely they're paying homage to their roots of their Absolutely. local, that's local fantastic. Ground. And yeah. that's what I said. It gives you that real club feel. It's not the Gabba, you know, where there's, you know, 40,000 people pile in every week and yeah. you pile out and there's nothing there to see. Yeah. Here, there's things here to see that um, that basically, you know, cover up the lines. Oh, we're doing another yeah. drill. No, there's, 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 looks like they've um, maybe rotated a few players yeah, here and doing another drill. Now. But yeah, what was interesting, I was, um, I was in Melbourne, um, when was it, last week? <laughs> Just, and... Um, even even then, there's a couple of times when I go down there. I've been to dinner at this pub. It's in um, Fitzroy, mm-hmm. and it's a it's an amazing pub because it's um, I don't know I don't know the history behind the pub, yep. but the the memorabilia, oh, the lions, or you know the Fitzroy, 
memorabilia. And they've got old jerseys back from Fitzroy, oh, yeah. right? They've mm-hmm. got um, old photos from the original team. They've got cups and all of this flags, all this memorabilia from when the Lions, you know, Fitzroy were, were Fitzroy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's fantastic that you can. There's, there's still that you know pride. How's your foot? Look, let's just wrap it up there. I think, yeah, Glenn, that's been a, a fantastic hour. Um, here watching that, and I think you know we can turn this off now and actually just sit down with our families and, and, and enjoy a bit of this session. And um, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure like you know, even the guys seem pretty excited to come around to the TED shed. So maybe Mate, maybe after the grand happen. final, oh. we'll, we'll <laughs> um, we might have, have having, someone. They'll be having beers out of the cup in the middle of the ground if they win. I tell yeah, you. I'm not saying the same on grand final <laughs> night. I'm you know, maybe a week or so after they might yeah. come and join us. I think Jake will be a bit of uh, how you going for a while. Hell, here we go. Yeah. We've got Kate right in front of us. Anyway, Jace will probably wrap it up and. Um, you know, oh, gee, oh, like I said, mate, look at that. Good tackle, Kate. Yep. That's holding the ball. Yeah. Oh, good call, Craig. Craig's <laughs> on the whistle. Well done, Craig. I agree with that one. So, yeah, again, look where we're going. Yeah, going out to the side right. there. We're gonna, and watch the players work from the middle now. So all yep. the way over the back, we've got um, we've got Ali. She's she's working. She yep. knows where the ball's going to go, and she knows in the next three touches she's in for a lead. Yep. She's in the orange boots. Look, there yep. she goes. She's leading. She's on it. Yeah. So that's, you know. And people that are going to watch the game for the first time, that are probably rugby league or rugby union and don't understand the rules. Yeah. The best thing you can do is sit beside someone who knows the rules to explain them to you. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Then you pick one player to watch when the ball's going forward or back and you watch where they run. Yeah. And that's that's what you don't get on tally. All you see on tally is a ball in the air to a marking contest, there's a crumb and the ball gets kicked on. Well, so you, I, you I do enjoy sitting work. higher in a grandstand in a game as well because you can see the depth. You can see yeah. the plays, right? When you're down at the, the fence, yeah. as exciting it is when they do come around the boundary, yeah. everything's sort of one-dimensional Agreed. and you can't Agreed. see depth, right? I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But I think the more football you watch, like I watch this now and I can basically see probably what you would see in the grandstand. Yep. I can see people leading. I can see where the ball's going to go. You know, I'm already watching people get into position now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, sure. And that's what you, you would see easier, yeah. higher. And that's yeah. when you're learning the game, most definitely. You see it from above. 100%. Excellent, man. Well, let's wrap it up from there. Look, right. a big shout out to the, the Brisbane Lions. Yes, thanks, um, Lions. I mean, how incredible is it that they've let us come here and, and yeah, do, do the podcast. So big yeah. shout out to them. And um, yeah, I think on behalf of everyone in Springfield, we're, we're pretty excited to um, to have this venue here. Absolutely. And um, yeah, best of luck to, you know, I guess, to the, to the girls this weekend. Yeah. In the go grand Lions. final. Go Lions. Yeah, go. Go Lions! Go Lions! The Lions Lions are the Lions. The Lions are the Lions. The Lions are the Lions.